Sold for Soup, episode 12, Good Vibrations. I'm Jen, and with me as always is my husband, Rich Whitman. Hello, everyone. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about music. For me and Jen, music's always been an important part of our lives. We love music. I was actually in a band for years, uh, a ska band, um, (laughs) many, many moons ago. I found out a lot of people don't even know what that is. What ska music is? Oh, that's heartbreaking. <laughs> well, we, we were, when we were going to go to Insiders last week, every time I would tell people we were going to a ska show, people were like, what is that? Do you uh, know what that is? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ska, ska, ska. Yeah. Mustard plug. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The late great singer Aretha Franklin, who, by the way, is from the D, from Detroit, said music does a lot of things for a lot of people. It's transporting for sure. It can take you right back, years back, to the very moment certain things happen in your life. It's uplifting, it's encouraging, it's strengthening. We're excited today to have a special guest with us. James Garden's here. James is a Lansing hip-hop artist, all-around cool, chill dude. His empowering rhymes, fun melodies. He has a great stage presence. If you've ever had the opportunity to see him live, he gets the crowd very much involved. And he has a great fashion sense. Every time he comes into the shop, I'm like, damn, looks, James, you look good, man. Yeah, he looks cool right now, too. <laughs> he has performed hundreds of shows around the world. He's amassed thousands of plays and downloads with coverage on top websites and publications. He has shared the booth and the stage with artists like Macklemore, Pop and Tabs, right? Yeah, yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Dessa, Chris Oric, and Murs. Welcome, James. We're honored to be sitting here with you today, and I'm super excited to get to know more about you. I think it's notable that he, his song is Keep Climbing, which is at the beginning of our podcast. Thank you, James, for that. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. How long have you been making music? Like, when did you write your first song? So, I would say uh, I've been making music for 20 years, seriously, but... In the third grade is when I wrote my first rhyme. Oh, that's awesome. So you're like eight years old? Yeah, when I was Do you mind if I ask how old you are now? Uh, 38. Oh, that makes... Okay, well then, so that's maybe... So I've been making music for 30 years. 30 years? (laughs) I I took a 10-year break. Math is hard. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, when I was eight, uh, the school I went to in Arizona had this contest where you had to write a rap about being drug-free. And so I wrote a rap. I had like two of my friends tried to break dance. We didn't win. The young lady that won, her father was a rapper. And so I felt like oh, I got cheating. Yeah, that's she probably cheating. Got but no. <laughs> yeah, I think when I turned 18, I started writing again. So do you remember any of the lyrics? From oh that? my gosh. So I only remember the beginning of it. And it's <laughs> like, I go to Bella Vista with my little sister. We don't do drugs because it's bad for your body. That's all <laughs> nice. I you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> Who inspired you to make music? I think growing up, music was always around the house. Whether it was like my father playing records, or my mom singing in the choir, or making me sing in the choir. What made me really want to start making music, it's kind of funny, but uh, it's the movie 8 Mile. And I think it's because in high school, I was super shy. If you wanted me to speak in front of a class, I wouldn't do it. 
yeah, public speaking was just terrifying to me. Watching B Rabbit overcome bombing on stage, basically revealing his flaws so then the person he was battling had no ammunition to get him. I was like, maybe I can find a way to conquer what makes me scared or insecure speaking in front of people. Yeah, Mom Spaghetti. Yeah, come on. <laughs> we actually love that movie. It's, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Yeah, that's so cool. What's your first memory of music? Do you have like one of the records your dad played as like a first memory? Yeah, so the first memory I think I remember cleaning the house. It was like on a Saturday when we lived in Arizona. And my dad was playing like a young James Brown record. My dad always tells me a memory that, like, I think it's always fun. I wish I remembered it. When I was really young, he was playing me very white. And then so I just looked at him and I was like, Dad, is that a lion? Because I had never heard anyone with a voice that deep. So I wish I remembered that one, but I do remember, like, my dad playing James Brown. Wait, so you lived in Arizona as a child? Yes. Were you born, that's where you were born? Both of my parents are in the military. Okay. So I was born in Landstuhl, Germany. Oh, cool. Lived there for the first four years of my life and then we moved to Arizona and then I came to Michigan when I was 10. Okay. You lived in Lansing ever? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. I've listened to a lot of your music. Over the years, you've certainly matured as an artist. How would you describe the music that you typically create? The music I make, it's encouraging, of course. It's faith-informed. Um, I'm a Christian and I feel like those principles and those lessons are definitely intertwined in the, the subject matter and how I want to talk about subject matter. But I would say it's like soulful, encouraging music. Do you feel like it's therapeutic for you to use it? Oh, for sure. A lot of times if I'm going through something, one, I'm a huge journaler. Like I love to journal to just get my thoughts out. I feel like I use songwriting in the same way. And I catch myself sometimes if I do decide to listen to my music like listening to old records and being like, wow, I really said that? That's actually helping me right now. Any song that I'm trying to encourage other people, I'm really trying to encourage myself as well. That's great, because listening to your music is therapeutic for me and like uplifting. I appreciate that. <laughs> I think a lot of times it's so easy to want to highlight or talk about the doom and gloom of life of what's going on. And then when you're not in a good mood or sometimes when people aren't in a good mood, because I, I feel like I don't do this that often, but and they see someone in a good mood, they almost like don't want to allow people to celebrate that moment. It's easy for that person to want to either not celebrate it loudly or want to tell people good things that are going on because they don't want to make other people feel bad. And I'm just like, don't let anyone right now you're afraid. Life is already hard enough. So if you're, if good things are happening, they're worth celebrating. Yeah. And no one should stop you from doing that. What's the best advice that anyone gave you and who was it? Oh, that's good. Did somebody encourage you young? You said your, you said your parents and the music they played and stuff. Was yeah. there ever anyone that said something to you like, James, you got this, man? So in collaboration with 8 Mile, I would also credit like one of my really, really good friends, Jasmine Brown. It was a day that we were not going to a class we were supposed to be in, so kids stay in school. <laughs> and we were just chilling. And when I first started writing, I kind of kept it a secret that I was writing songs. And then I think a beat or something was playing. And I just started freestyling. And Jasmine looked at me, he's like, wow, that was actually pretty good. He was probably the first person to tell me that. Oh, this is my friend, so I believe him. He wouldn't lie to me. And I just trust his word. I trust his word to this day. And so that moment, I know that's when I was like, maybe I am good. I mean, if Jasmine says I'm good, there has to be some truth to that. That's probably the most Encouraging thing. I think advice though, when I think about my career, there's a rapper named Omega Watts. He's from the West Coast. 
think he lives in Portland right now. I played a show at Max Bar with him once, and there was maybe four or five people there outside of the performers. I was getting down on myself because I was like, I don't know why people didn't show up this time. This is just really bad. And I just remember him saying, everyone who's supposed to be here is here. So perform for them because they're the ones that are supposed to receive what you're giving. And then I watched this man kill it like with a packed room. And I was just like, that's it. If I have a show and only 12 people come, it's not a thing of only 12 people came. It's those 12 people need what I'm going to give them. So that's awesome. That is awesome. So you said you were making music. There was like a 10 year gap in there. <laughs> Can you tell me a little about that? From the age of like eight to 18. Okay. That's, um, that's the 10 year gap. Okay. But I think during then, like I was always creative. Outside of music, one of my loves is visual art. So I think from that age, all I was doing was drawing. It was just drawing, drawing, drawing. In high school, I took art every year to the point of senior year, I had an independent art study class, which I, I still love art. I don't make it as much as I used to. I think music is art. You no, know, it is, it is. When I couldn't yeah. have the confidence to speak in front of people, okay. I spoke through That's just your visual outlet. art. Yeah. Have you ever not been able to like listen to music or make music? Was there a time where you were too busy or? I don't, I don't think I can allow that. I don't know. Like, I, don't, I don't know if I can operate. Like I don't even think I can think of a day that I've went through. So that was my question. Because it does it affect your well being if you're not able to? So obviously. Oh, I think I think so. I mean, I haven't I, I haven't like experimented with like a day without it. It's in your DNA. It is. Okay. It's, I need it. I need okay, it. That's cool. Who were some of the artists you loved as a kid? You already said a few of them. Was there any other ones that really? I was definitely a kid who my mom had us on the usher board and in the choirs. I grew up with a lot of gospel, so definitely like John P. Key. Kirk Franklin is definitely like someone I heard a whole lot growing up. I was a huge MC Hammer fan. <laughs> when he was like at the height of his career, they had a doll that came with a tape. I remember I asked for that for Christmas. So MC Hammer was up there. DeBrat. Jermaine Dupree, White Club Sean, those are like some of those people. What about now? Any? I'm trying to think who excites me now. I mean, I like Chance the Rapper, Childish Gambino, Anderson Pack. I've always loved Paramore, but I, I, yeah. I love definitely love Paramore. Have you ever heard of the Cornerstone Music Festival? It no longer exists, but it was in Illinois. Mm-mm. Remember we saw MC Hammer. MC Hammer was there. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, that had to Too legit been. to quit. Oh my god, I've been so geeked to see that. I mean, it was probably twenty years yeah. ago. Hammer had this big moment where he said he had converted to Christianity. Yeah, and he got baptized. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna play any of my old stuff." At the festival, we we're all like, "Man, come on, you gotta yeah. play like he all the songs it. we he know." Did it. He did it. You gotta play all the songs you know. Like I know all the motions. Too yeah, too legit to quit. Yeah. <laughs> You just posted on Instagram, I think it was today, it might have been yesterday, but when an Emmy or a Grammy. De- or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Definitely so, goals. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting because as of recently, I've really been getting into like sync licensing and writing music for TV and film. And the more I get into it and understand like who the big players are and who all the movers and shakers are, I'm like, oh, I could definitely do this. So who would you like to collaborate with? Like in music or yeah. film? Or either, yeah. I've said this a couple times, like online, but I'll say it on record. I want a Marvel Disney placement. Nice. Like I want a trailer. <laughs> I want it in a scene. I I need that. My secret plan. It's not really secret now, but it's like I know they're working on the new Blade movie, and so I've been like studying the '90s trilogy, and then looking like, okay, so they kind of did this, and I'm like looking at the comics, like which version of Blade are they gonna do? Is it gonna be from 
Paris and New Orleans. So like I'm really trying to like nice. get into the brain of like yeah. what music they're gonna need so I can make it before they need it. And then music wise, I love John Bellion, which is wild that I didn't name him as one of people I like, but I love John Bellion. Um, he's a great producer, great rapper. I think right now he's executive producing the Jonas Brothers album. But that would be a dream collaboration. I like that you like spoke that out into the oh, yeah. into the universe because so we have your song at the beginning of our podcast, like I said, the Keep Climbing, which is very inspirational to me. I love to listen to that one. And I also love Can't Stop, Won't Stop. That makes me want to like keep working out and stuff. <laughs> is there an underlying message theme of your music that you intentionally try to make things very inspirational or is that just who you are like how does that things can get discouraging right if you're not seeing motion as fast as you want it to be i feel like i'm seeing things move it could always be faster and that just might be me being impatient i really write records and inspire myself like if i have conversations with my friends and then i'm just like wow like i can give you this advice but then i'm like there's probably other people who are going through the same thing you're going through so how can i like amplify that advice to reach more people in my friend group, I'm the optimistic cheerleader in all situations. If things are going bad, they're like, we don't know what to do. But listen, we'll figure it out. Maybe let's take a nap. <laughs> and let's refresh, recharge, and then look, let's, let's you know, look we at try it. to stay upbeat in, in our household. And I think that's one of the reasons we love you. Tell us about some upcoming shows that you have. You know, I haven't been booking a lot, which is weird. I think the next show I have booked... His August 10th. It'll be at the Robin Theater with my friends Finkel. They're from Michigan, but they live in LA now, but they'll be back. So I'll be doing that with them. Outside of that, depending on when I release it, I will be doing an album release party for my album that is done. We're just, I just gotta figure out when I wanna release it. Well, we will look forward to that and we will mark our calendars for August 10th. And then if you have one sooner, we will, we'll post it on our stay tuned, everyone. For our listeners, we've covered things, everything from people's heart health to their mental health to physically what they're doing is there any message that you would give to our listeners that would come from you personally with regards to anything i would say take every opportunity to be present in in every moment you're in i think a lot of times we get so used to moving through life so fast that we don't take time to like simple things eating a meal savoring that first bite and being thankful that you have that food to eat if it's warm outside, taking a breath before you take that first step and just walk into the day. The more we can be present and just cherish life, the more we'll appreciate it and the more I think we'll fully live it. Right on. Thanks so much, man. We really appreciate it. Appreciate you sharing your music with us and allowing us to use it in our podcast, but also sharing your music with the world, man. Because, I mean, anytime you share anything from your heart, you, you make yourself vulnerable. And uh, we, we appreciate your vulnerability. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah. I liked you before I like you even more now. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was really cool. So point being that music, and we talked about it a lot with James just now, is that music is therapy. It can be therapeutic and, and very healthy for people. Yeah, prominent musicians like Adele, Kendrick Lamar, Taylor Swift, They've all spoken publicly about having mental health issues such as depression and anxiety, and they all attest to the power of music to help them with those problems. And before the pandemic, about like a third of people who had generalized anxiety disorder. And now Dr. Amen, who I follow on Instagram and I've read several of his books, he's a really intelligent guy. He thinks that number has doubled in the past few years 
probably from fear of illness, struggle with relationships, just the complexity since the pandemic. And now we add the economy issues in there. Generalized anxiety has kind of skyrocketed. Numerous scientific and psychological studies have shown that music, it lifts our moods. It can combat depression, uh, actually improves blood flow. It lowers levels of stress-related hormones, and it, it can actually ease pain. So music is a, an inexpensive and fun way to improve your health. So there's two parts to the nervous system. One keeps you moving and alert and active. We've talked about this before. And they fight or, fight or flight is the extreme of that part of your nervous system. That's the sympathetic nervous system. And then the other part is for rest and repair. It helps with digestion and easing pain. And that's the parasympathetic nervous system. So music can help move you from active or fight or flight to repair. So from sympathetic nervous system to parasympathetic nervous system. So you can use music to your benefit to help calm your heart rate, slow down your nervous system and improve your health. Music at 60 beats per minute can move the heart to a relaxed rate. You can help slow down your breathing, which we talked about breathing in our breathe episode. It's different for each person because certain music can be linked to bad memories if it's connected to a stressful time. So you want to probably avoid those things. I don't know if you have any song like that. I have one specific song that's, I think it's DMX that happened to be, which I like DMX, but like happened to be playing during a stressful time with one of our kids. And now when that song comes on, I just have to turn it off because it immediately makes me stressed because it reminds me of that night. Music can also be linked to great memories or a relaxing time and it can elicit those reactions in the brain. So music is used to help in birthing children. It can help with transition of life in hospitals when someone's passing on because it can help them feel safe. So they use music to help people during that transition, which is pretty cool. I remember when our kids were in your belly Yeah. <laughs> that you actually put headphones on your stomach and let them listen to music, yeah, which was, I thought was really cool. Yeah, I think we mostly, I used classical music. And this was back before we had, you know, iPods because Elijah's 20, almost 23. I think I had a Walkman, like a CD Walkman. I went out and like bought a Beethoven CD and played him music. You're welcome, Elijah. So the ancient Greeks, they believed in the power of music. They used flutes and lyres. They used them to treat illnesses, the vibrations to alleviate mental disorders. The first mention of music in scripture is found in Genesis 4, where we learn that Jubal, a descendant of Adam, was the father of all who played string instruments and pipes. Can I ask, is Jubal, that's probably where Jubilee comes from? I, I, I don't know the okay. answer to that. Probably. I mean, yeah. Anyway, carry on. Interesting side note, medieval commentators refer to Jubal as the inventor of music. Moses mentions tambourines and dancing in Exodus 15 as the Israelites sing in celebration of their victory at the Red Sea. And King Saul, when he was depressed, David took a harp and played until Saul was refreshed. Paul and Silas, they were in jail in Philippi. They prayed and they sing praises to God all night long. And at midnight, the jail cell opened and they, and they became free. And the entire book of Psalms is composed of sacred songs, of poems. Those poems were meant to be sung. They're sung in a full range of different kinds of moods and expressions of faith from joyous celebration to solemn hymns and bitter protest. The major forms include hymns, laments, uh, songs of confidence, and songs of thanksgiving. 
And if you've ever read the Psalms, you sometimes will stumble across one and you'd be like, oh, I know that one. It's a song, a worship song or something that we sing. The Jews in captivity did not wish to sing for their Babylonian captors. I love how the Message Bible puts it. Alongside Babylon's rivers, we sang on the banks. We cried and cried, remembering the good old days in Zion. Alongside the quaking aspens, we stacked our unplayed harps. That's where our captors demanded songs, sarcastic and mocking. Sing us a happy song. Sing us a happy Zion song. Oh, how could we ever sing God's song in this wasteland? The point is, even back in the Bible, they used music. They used music as a healing uh, property. They used it to celebrate, and it was healthy. It was healthy for them. That's what we would recommend is to try using music. It's a fun and it's an expensive way to improve your mental health. Music can make you feel safe, kind of like a friend that's always there for you. I think it's a good idea to take inventory of the music you like to listen to and come up with a few songs and kind of make a program for yourself with three, specifically three songs throughout the day. And you can change them up periodically, but you're going to make yourself a self-love mixtape, if you will. You want a song for when you wake up that will uplift you and make, help you focus, like musical nutrition in the morning. The first thing you hear in the morning is your music breakfast. It's going to help uplift you, wake you up. So midday, you want rejuvenation music around lunchtime, maybe something more upbeat with drums and rhythm, maybe some James Garden music because he's really upbeat and positive. This will help release anxiety and depression that might be coming on throughout the day. Maybe even something from another part of the world, like Jamaican or Spanish, something. Mix it up a little bit. Expand your horizons. And then at night, you want dessert for an hour before bedtime. Shut off the TV. It'll help slow down your brain waves. Slow your heart rate. This is going to help you fall asleep easier. Usually something, even without lyrics, like we had for the baby in the womb. Maybe something classical to help move your brain waves into beta and inspire yourself. Your auditory nerves feed directly into your brain. So you can enhance your brain with music or you can hurt your brain with music. But I would recommend using music to help enhance and heal your brain. Let's wrap things up with this quote. Music doesn't get in. Music is already in. Music simply uncovers what is there, makes you feel emotions that you didn't necessarily know you had inside you, and runs around waking them all up, a rebirth of sorts. That's author Matt Haig in How to Stop Time. Awesome. You know what that sound means? It's time to give something away. What are we giving away today, Jen? Today we are giving away a really awesome, legit James Garden shirt and button, his t-shirt. We have a lucky winner. And who is that lucky All winner? All right, let me draw it out. We have Ruben Levinson, our awesome pilot extraordinaire. Again, we thank James Garden for being on the show today. Also, we thank all of you for listening. Please follow us on our socials. We are on Instagram at Sold for Soup, Twitter, Twitter Sold, Sold for Soup. Soup, and also our website, soldforsoup.com. Go listen to some music and get healthy. Let's go. Peace out. <laughs>